0: Turns out there was something we could do. Turns out everybody was wrong. They told us. There's nothing we can do. We can't help you. Nothing can be done. They were wrong. There was something we could do. I got to clear my throat. throat) Spazzing out. America's podcast. You get my podcast, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast, you can get my podcast. I also do it as a live stream. I do it on YouTube, sometimes on Twitch, sometimes on Twitter, always on YouTube, always on Rumble. Go to anthonypaziali.com, and you can watch my podcast. I have over 500 episodes of spazzing out America's podcast. It's your podcast. And But I do get paid a little bit of loot, a tiny bit of money. I pop a couple of advertisements inside of the podcast, maybe three, and I make about, I don't know, three or four cents a podcast, something like that. But I do make a little cash. So please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. As as the kids would say, sub to my Spotify, sub to any of my accounts. You can get me on Instagram. You cannot get me on Facebook. Absolutely not. I'm not available on Facebook. I've been banned from Facebook. Here's the deal. Let me let me get everybody up to speed. It's been a bit, it's been a minute since I've done a podcast, because I've been so busy. My head's been, for the past two weeks, two and a half weeks, my head has been down and buried and dirty and everything that's going on in my neighborhood with the help of everybody in the community. So let me just start with this. Everybody, I'm from Revere, Massachusetts, and everybody in the Oak Island community, especially those right over by Arcadia Street, have been working diligently to stop a project, to stop a facility from being put on my street, and I'll explain that. But I must thank everybody for their hard work, especially Steve, Doug, and Ned. These guys are my neighbors. We're the full horsemen. We would get together nightly. we would meet in at Doug's house. Doug had a Doug has a game room. The dudes in there playing D and d were rolling nap 20s, making decisions on how to keep people off the street. No, I'm just kidding. i, I but I no, no, I'm not kidding about being at Doug's house. The guy does love d and d. My son loves d and d, so I know a little bit about it. So I play with my son and then that 20 is when you take one of the dice and you roll it and you hit 20, but you can also get a dirty 20. You roll it two different times and it equals 20. But anyways, truth of the matter is this a couple of weeks ago, we were notified that of the possibility, well, it wasn't a possibility. It was a surety. We were notified that there was going to be a homeless shelter built on our street. Now, let me tell you that our, our our community, it's like a cul-de-sac right by the beach. We're a beach community that has a ton of seniors, there is a senior center at the end of my street. And then you come down my street, you have nothing but families, kids, 20-something kids. But you also have a bunch of young professionals, a bunch of new families. Great neighborhood. It's probably the second best neighborhood in Revere. I think it's the best, but the best neighborhood is probably Point of Pines or Upper Revere Beach if you're on the beach. A lot of nice houses, mansions. But this is a great community. Oak Island is an amazing community. Really good Halloween candy, by the way. If you're ever out trick-or-treating and you want to get some delicious, yummy Halloween candy, come come to my neighborhood. People be giving out the big bars over here. Not like when I was a kid. My, like, when I was a kid, my dad, the light was out because my father wasn't getting, we, we didn't have any. Kid, there was no money for candy from the Pazziali family when I was a kid. We'd be going out looking for dinner. Like, mm, mm, let me get some candy. So anyways, the, the neighborhood gives out really, really good Halloween candy if you want to come to this community during Halloween. But it's a nice, quiet neighborhood. Great place to raise kids. Revere is really a nice city to live. I mean this. It has a bunch of brand new schools. There's an issue with the new high school. They're trying to build a new high school. It's going to get done eventually. So this a great place to get your kids educated. It's not that far from Boston. There's great public transportation. Anytime I go, into Boston. I hop on the blue line. I'm there in like five minutes. Anytime I got to take a, uh, the, I mean, dude, I live right next to Logan airport. So I hop on the train. I'm there, or I could drive there. I mean, an Uber is like 15 bucks. So anyways, and, and the beach is right here. Let's move on from that. We're going to drop a homeless shelter with 24 beds to start, but they had the room for 48 people. For 48, they had the room for 48 people. Now, to live in this facility, the requirements would be that you had to have lived that you have to live in revere. You're homeless, but you live in revere. I have no idea how they were gonna prove that. And you had to have some kind of drug addiction problem or mental health issue. I, I don't know what, what, what mental health issues cover. I have no clue. And I don't know what drug addiction covers. I have no clue. All I could tell you smells like crap to me. My mom was a drug addict and my mother has mental health issues. She's a complete loony. I love her to death. I still talk to my mom. Thank God. I mean, my mom is so sick from doing drugs. She can't do drugs anymore. She's in a, like, my mom's in assisted living. I mean, she's basically, she's 60-something years old, dude. She looks like one of the poor, unfortunate souls that that live under the sea with Ursula. So I, I feel bad for the lady. I mean, you could tell. You see my mom coming a mile away. You're like, this lady has definitely was on drugs. But, you know, you can listen to a previous podcast. I did a previous podcast on how my life was affected by family members that were addicted to drugs. It's, it's, it's an ugly thing that happens to families. It's awful. So you have my sympathy on that, but I didn't want this facility on my street. I didn't, I, neither did any of my neighbors. So we worked together to have it removed. And I have to tell you guys from the beginning of the process, we were told there was nothing that could be done. Not a single person. Now from a, from a state, from, from the city council point of view, from the mayor's point of view, from the, A city solicitor's point of view, from everybody's point of view, from from elected officials that were state officials and federal officials, it seemed like there was nothing that could be done. It really did. From their point of view, they were like, this is a huge waste of time. There's nothing you can do. There's an amendment in Massachusetts called the Dover Amendment that is going to let this building skip all zoning. It's getting put there. Deal with it. And we didn't want to. This neighborhood rose up. It rise. When are these colonies going to rise up? Rise up. So everybody came together. Steve started Steve and, and Miss Johnson on my street. They they rallied the troops. They lit a fire under my ass, under Ned's ass, under Doug's ass, under everybody, my wife's ass. Jen, which is um Kaylee's my wife. Jen is, is Ned's wife. Under his daughter, under he has two girls. They stepped in. Everybody in this community got fired up. And there was no way in hell we were gonna deal with it. We had protests at City Hall. We held protests in front of the developer's business. By the way, the developer, the Nakieja family, great people. Thanks to them, they were an integral part into into changing the course of the development. They 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 were the they were the the piece that made it happen. All the meanwhile, lots of negotiation happening. So here we are on a daily basis for two and a half weeks, being a nuisance to the city of Revere, hassling the mayor hassling city council members to the point, hassling state representatives to the point to where they are sick of hearing me. I'm saying the most offensive effing things I could possibly say to try to get their attention. All of us, we were attacking them at every single, to quote a city councilman, they came at us at all angles. We didn't leave one thing unturned. We attacked them as if our lives depended on it because our kids' lives did depend on it. We came. And we came hard and we got listened to. Now, there were a lot of things going on, a lot of moving pieces, right? So protests daily, emails daily, phone calls daily, negotiations going on behind the scenes with the attorney who represented the developer, negotiations going on behind the scenes with the family that was doing the development. Everything worked together. We had a protest out in front of the business, which put added pressure on the family. Just basically say, hey, you know what? We don't want this stuff. And not to mention that the family themselves, the the developer, lives right down the street. He lives in the community. So we were able to work together as a team to be heard. And they had to hear us. So when someone tells you there's nothing you can do, what they really mean is that they don't want to do anything. Or they can't. Or they believe that legally they can't now. From what I understand, that the city council, a bunch of members on city council, was actually working behind the scenes to try to get negotiations done. State reps were trying to do the same. I was doing the same. I was working and having phone conversations with the enemy since since it basically started. Because I'm one that believes that you have to talk to your opposition. It's the only way you're going to get a deal done. The chances of beating the Dover amendment, uh, Amendment in court were not good, but we were ready to do it. We had retained an attorney that we gave the money. Thanks to my man, Doug. We we had the attorney ready to go, but we all believed that the best way to make this go away is to reach out to the developer and see if we could twist his human heart, see if we could pull on his heartstrings and say, hey, don't put this next to our kids. You have kids. It's your community. And we finally came to an agreement, or I mean, the developer actually, Showed his heart and said, You know what, guys? How about five townhouses? We'll back away from doing the homeless shelter and let's do five townhouses. Everybody in the community agreed with it. We have confirmed with all, they're going to need a special permit to do it. We've confirmed with all 11 city council members that they will support the five townhouses. So, as a community, we stood up for ourselves. And it's a win-win because the homeless shelter is going to get put in a better location in the city. Revere's still going to get the homeless shelter, and it's going to be in a better situated place that's closer to EMS, it's closer to emergency vehicles, it's it's in a better, it's closer to, to food, quite frankly, it's, it's closer to shopping centers. It's going to be out of a residential community, and it's going to be in a spot that will better benefit the people who are trying to get the help they need so that they can get better, and it keeps them off the street not in my neighborhood, I'm a 100% not my neighborhood person. So I won't lie to you. And let me tell you something. There is not a single bridge I wouldn't burn to protect my daughter. And I've already said that as much after now I've, i went to the counselors. <clears throat> I've individually, individually apologized to everybody involved for the tactics that I had to use to get their attention. But I did not apologize for doing it. I apologized for the manner of how I had to get their attention because I would do it I would do it again and I will do it again if anything uh, comes to threaten my daughter, I'm going to be the first person there ready to go and ready to fight. But I must applaud everybody in the neighborhood literally, we did the unthinkable you did the unthinkable. you did something that every that everybody said no to. This is an important thing to understand for the other people in the community. I have always been. Someone that believes that I am a one percenter, and I'm not talking about one percent rich because I definitely am not. But I always believe that when someone tells me I have one percent chance of doing something, I believe I can do it. It's like Dumb and Dumber. It's like uh, Lloyd Christmas being like, "So you're saying there's a chance?" I I love when the odds are stacked up against me. My football coach, Ron Hobby, Ron Hobby, when I was when I was a junior in high school, said to me, "Paz, you are an overachiever." Now, he was saying it to make fun of me because I was a little nothing, grunt of a dude. I'm, I'm short, 5'4". But I took it as a compliment because he was right. He said, Paz, you accomplished more with... with, with I forget, like, I, I can't exactly... I, I mean, dude, he used to hold his hands up like by his head the way he would walk. It was hilarious. But he said, Paz, you, you can accomplish more than any person in this goddamn room. I wish you were six foot... He said that he was, I wish you were like six foot one, 200 and something pounds, you'd be a beast. A lot of heart. It's what it takes. Action. You've got to believe you are going to win if you want to win. And everybody in this community believed it. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen people rally together for, for a cause in the win. Into and, and not even if both sides won. That, that, nobody fucking lost. Everybody won here. So congratulations to everybody in this neighborhood. And I'll pass this message to anybody that's listening to the podcast right now. There is something you can do. There always is more. There's always something. So if you feel strongly enough about something that's happening in your community and you want to make a change, the only way you can do it is to rise up. The only way you can do it is to take action. And you have to take action immediately and you have to be persistent. Every single day you have to have a plan of action. Get together with everybody in the community. Talk to them. Dole out. I want to say dole out, but but everybody has something they're going to do that day. And you have to stay on top of it. You have to be persistent. I'm talking you know, guys like Steve, Doug, and Ned. We we were all up at, at, at each working on our own little phase of this project to late at night. To, I mean, fucking dude, for like 24 hours straight every day. We were working on the little little facets trying to find ways to make it go away. I mean, dude, I had a guy that was going to fucking send me spotted salamanders, and I was going to put them in the backyard. You have got to look at it at all angles. But anything can be achieved. I, 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 let me just put it like this. Anything can be accomplished one step at a time. Think about that. If you just take one step at a time, you'll surely accomplish anything. I mean, the mighty oak will fall one swipe at a time. I don't care if you take a spoon to a, to a, if you want to chop down a tree with a spoon, you could do it. It would be difficult. It would be tough. You'd have to be persistent. You'd have to do it every day. But let me tell you something. If you showed up every single day with a spoon, 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 spoon. Eventually you would work your way through cutting through the bottom of the tree with the spoon. It's about persistence and believing that you can do it every day. Showing up. Spoon, 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 spoon. Timber! Are there easier ways to do it? Sure. Are there faster ways? Absolutely. But I could tell you this. Persistence and an undesirable will to be successful and succeed at something, you will accomplish your goals. You will get it done. And let me tell you something. When you have a whole community, hundred plus people, three hundred plus people at your back, my God, great things can happen. You wouldn't even believe it. You wouldn't even believe. I'm moved. I'm moved by what can be accomplished by this many people. When you all have a when y'all when, when there is a common goal to get something done, amazing things happen. Amazing. So proud of everybody involved. Now here's the crazy thing. I might have to get way political. Now that I have been to a bunch of city council meetings, now that I have kind of seen how how city government works, I'm I'm almost astonished or or I almost feel like a fool or or I feel like my and I can only speak for myself. I feel like my work ethic to better myself could be better used to better other people. I mean, of course, I would benefit if I run for office, so I'm not gonna lie on that end, but I I I feel like my I I might I may be running for office. I I I don't know yet. I've talked about it with my neighbors. I'm considering for running for city council at large. Doesn't mean that I would win. I just at this point at this point and seeing the way the city is run. this, I mean, listen, I don't, I'm not shitting on the city council or anybody. I'm just a different cat. I'm just a different person. I, I'm, I'm unorthodox. I see things in a different light. I'm a unique person. I'm uncommon. And I'm willing to do things that other people aren't willing to do, especially if I think it's right, especially if I think it's the right thing to do. So I, I may be running for city council in Revere. I'm, I'm deciding within the next few days, cause you got to pull the nomination papers. I, I just one of those things where I'm trying to decide if I want to use my work ethic, my persistence to just benefit my family or should I be doing it for the greater good? Should I be using my my ability that I believe I have a greater ab- my heart is my ability. You know, I can't do as many pushups as you but I'll do as many as you over time. I can't run as fast as you, but I'll run as far as you over time. I'm not as smart as you, but I'll read as many books as you do. Over, over, it. Take me a lot longer, but I'll do it. I'll outwork you. This is what I've done my entire life. I, I, I'm driven by outworking other people. And again, this isn't a shot towards anybody that works at City Council. These guys work their asses off. So I'm not, please, I'm not pointing this at anybody. I'm just trying to give you me. I truly believe that I have the best work ethic out of any person on this fucking planet. And I constantly use that to better my family. I constantly use that to better myself. That's how my father taught me. My father was an immigrant, came from Italy. My father was like Anthony, you've got to be better than, than my dad, right? My family, he came here to give his kids an opportunity to excel, to live the American dream. And now when, when you get a little bit of an opportunity to help out other people, man, it's, I mean, I do a ton of charity work so, and I never talk about my charity work and I, and I hate talking about it, but I, you can look me up on charity. We ain't getting into it. I've just never been a part of something like this where so many people came together to, a, to accomplish something that had little to no chance of being done. But we did it. And it makes me wonder that it, that if we work even harder, we can make a better city. We can make a better government. I don't know. You know what? I'm out. I'm out. I don't even want to talk. Ah! It's just interesting to think about. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Spazzing Out, America's podcast. I know the people that normally listen to my podcast do not give an F about Revere. Especially people in Texas, California, down in Florida, my Alabama peeps. I know you guys don't care, and I know there's a lot, but most of you people don't even... Most of the people who listen to my podcast aren't even from Massachusetts. So I appreciate you giving me the ability to be gone for about two weeks from doing the show. Uh, the last podcast I posted, which was like a week ago, as usual, gets around ten thousand streams. So thank you for that. Um, and hopefully we get back to our our, our regular programming. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be really focused on city politics. I, you know how I listen. You know how I am with my podcast. I basically talk about when I want to what I want to talk about when I want to talk about it. So we'll see. Thanks for listening.